Hello, my name is Yemi. And my name is Ichoma. And together we host Africa in My Kitchen, a podcast that is produced by Tunuka Media. This fun podcast explores meals from each country in Africa. We talk about the country, discuss the meal itself, and draw from our experiences to share why we are, or are not, excited about the meal. A new episode airs every two weeks. So join us for the hits, the misses, the laughs, and the cringes as we eat our way across the continent. Come back often, share with your friends, and add the podcast to your regular podcast rotation wherever you listen to podcasts. Now, it's time for this week's episode. Hello, beautiful people, and happy December. We're in the final month of 2020. Can you believe it? I can. January 2020 was like 500,000 years ago, so I, I can believe that this is December. How's everyone doing? We hope you're having a good day so far. That we do. And even though it's chilly where we are, we are pretend coming to you from a warmer country. Today, we're in Eritrea and talking about making Sebi Bursan, a lentil stew. I'm quite proud of us, actually. This is the third vegetarian dish we have done in a row. Mm-hmm. Anyway, here is our <laughs> proverb for the day. If an enemy learns your dance, he or she does it the crooked way. Ah, what does that one mean? I actually don't, I don't so that, know. So essentially that is the opposite of, um, oh, you know how they say imitation is the best form of flattery. Yes. Right? Yes. And so this is the opposite? Like your enemy is I think I think it's saying nobody kill can your be... Hustle? as authentic as you like if your enemy learns to do something that oh actually well i feel like it means that say for example someone doesn't like you then they make a copy of your thing and then mm. just try it to give scatter. you like a bad reputation or it something like that it will die because mm-hmm. it's not your own because yeah, our enemies enemy. never prosper amen mm-hmm. their, their plan will not come true nope no chill here mm-hmm. <laughs> all righty let's jump into it and tell you a little bit about Eritrea. Eritrea is the second country we are visiting in the Horn of Africa. The Horn of Africa is the easternmost tip of the continent. If you've seen the map of Africa, the Horn is the section halfway down the map in the far right that ends in a point. Eritrea is bordered by Ethiopia, Sudan, and Djibouti. Eritrea has a long and rich past that goes back to prehistoric times. Parts of today's Eritrea were part of different ancient kingdoms until it became an Italian colony in the 19th century. Then in the 1940s, Britain expelled Italy and Eritrea became a British administration or was under British administration for a few years until it was annexed by Ethiopia, which caused the creation of the Federation of Ethiopia and Eritrea. So there were one federation. Many people in Eritrea did not care for this federation. And after a long conflict, Eritrea became independent in 1991. Eritrea has no official language, but there are nine national languages. Tigrinya, Arabic, and English are the working languages. The capital city is Asmara, and the country has an estimated population of 3.5 million people. So when you talk about Eritrean food, it mainly consists of eating flatbread with a wide variety of sauces. These sauces could be made with meat, meats like beef, goat, lamb. They can be made with seafood or they can be vegetarian. For cooking itself, there are two very popular ingredients in Eritrean cuisine that are also in Ethiopian cuisine, and we'll talk about that in a couple of weeks when we go to Ethiopia. These two ingredients are the berebere spice and tegalis tezmi. Hopefully we're saying this correctly. I know the berebere is correct. 
So tesmi is a spiced clarified butter, which is kind of like ghee because ghee is clarified butter. Um, but this has been seasoned with herbs and spices. Berabere is a bright red powder blend of different spices. So one of them I know is definitely cayenne. And so because of that, there's a little bit of heat. But when you cook berabere over a long period of time, as you tend to do with some of this cuisine, the heat pretty much disappears. So different people seem to have different ways of making berabere. I think if you're in Ethiopia or Eritrea, you get like all the ingredients that you want. But when you're outside, you kind of do what you can with what you have. But some of the main spices that make it up include cumin, fenugreek, some will tell you coriander, paprika, and cinnamon, and turmeric. Depending on which website you go to or which source you're looking at, they'll tell you different things. In Eritrean cuisine, you find sauces like zigni, which is a beef stew made from onions, tomatoes, garlic, and berbere, sebidoro, a chicken stew. In Ethiopia, it's called dorowat, alicha bersen which is a Lenten sauce that is made without berebere. And you have himbasha, a slightly sweet bread made from different kinds of spices, but especially cardamom. You can also find shan fo, which is cooked and mashed fava beans that you serve with onions, tomatoes, pepper, cheese, yogurt and lemon juice, berebere and chili peppers. And you can also find injera, which a lot of people might be more familiar with. It's a spongy, sour, fermented flatbread made from teff flour. Teff flour is actually gluten-free and high in protein, iron, fiber, and has some calcium. Here's a fun fact. The teff plant actually is a type of annual grass, but it is the seeds that are ground into the flour, and 100 seeds are equal to a kernel of wheat, so it's actually very tiny. It's the smallest grain in the world. Oh, really? Yeah. That's pretty cool. You make injera by combining your teff flour with water and yeast. You cover the bowl and allow the mix to sit for four to five days, depending on how strong you want the fermentation flavor to be like. Um, with time, it tastes more sour and more fermented. If I were to compare it to something that may be more well-known to a global audience, I'm thinking maybe sourdough bread. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense to me? Yeah, it does. It makes sense to me. I think the closest thing I could think of um, with injera is sourdough bread. Mm, okay. I'm not really a f- fan of injera, but I know you like it. I do. Honestly, we'll get more to this when we discuss the taste and things like that. Mm-hmm. But I find injera like quite a few dishes or things across the globe. It's one of those things that it can grow on you. I haven't seen or met anybody that ate it the first time and was like, oh my God, this is the best thing since sliced bread. But... <laughs> <laughs> But usually it's, you know, you try the first time, you're like, it's not so bad. And the beauty of it is the sauces you eat it with, mm. right, as well. So it's, I've never met anyone that's like, oh, I love it. But at the same time, it can grow on you, kind of like a Taylor Swift song. So I'm going to skip on <laughs> replying or commenting on anything Taylor Swift related, but we'll move on. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about Sebi Bursen, which is our main dish. And it is a lentil stew that is made with berbere, which we actually had with injera. Mm-hmm. So what you need to make um, Sebi Bursen is, of course, you need your lentils. The recipe called for red lentils, some sunflower or vegetable oil, onions, berbere, some tomatoes that are peeled and sliced. So you peel off the skin and then you slice it up. Some tomato paste, cumin, cardamom garlic that has been crushed and salt and pepper to taste what how this works is you basically fry the onions and the better better together um then you add the tomatoes you simmer 
and then you add in your spices, your cardamom, your your cumin, your garlic, your tomato paste, and you fry all of that together for some time until it's the recipe said about maybe 15 minutes, I think, and just simmer for a little bit of time. And then you add in your lentils, some boiling water, you cover the pan and you simmer the mixture on low for about an hour. And that's pretty much it. So very simple ingredients. It might take about maybe an hour and a half to make, but there's not a lot of activity going on anyway. You just leave it to sit for a long time. So I'm going to ask you this question. What do you think is the time to make versus payoff ratio? So <laughs> so for an hour and a half of mm-hmm. hunger time, you know, what do you think? Ijama, I, give, me a, give me a take. I think... I think it pays off because the fact is you're cooking lentils and it's the lentils that might take a little bit longer, mm-hmm. right? So you just get into the mindset of you're making lentils like you would make maybe beans or something like that. And because you're not doing much, you just, I don't know, you drink yeah. water and wait for your food. You see, this is where the beauty of a pressure cooker or instant pot show up because I'm not that patient. Fair and enough. Um, so, Yemi, what did you think of it? So, as... You may have taken away from the earlier part of this conversation. I'm a fan of injera bread. Um, it did have to grow on me. There's a whole story about how I first got introduced to it. But after exposing you guys to my Inco's trauma last episode, I'm going to spare you. Um, but anyway, injera bread, I like it. It has this very sour, tart you know, feel to it. And then the lentil sauce itself... Honestly, just reminded me of stewed beans. I can't even... Mm. Like, I didn't... I'm sorry, guys. I didn't necessarily notice the bere-bere or the existence of it in the sauce. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, let us know or let me know because each job might have a different take. We never really discuss our openings on the meal before we record, so it's almost like a surprise. Mm -hmm. Um, But for me, I did not notice anything significantly different than if I had just made like like a bean sauce with lentils. So it felt like stewed beans. And that doesn't mean it was bad. It just means that it didn't feel significantly different. So it tasted like something that you've had before. Yes, it Mm. tasted very familiar. The main addition was the injera, but I've had that before as well. So it was more like, oh, this is nice. All right. Okay. It was pretty much it there was no like sparks flying or anything mm. and for the record for you stewed beans is basically beans that has been cooked in tomato sauce for a long time so it's like soft right yep okay um for me so let me lay some groundwork going into this i didn't tell you me but i was already biased because i've not had a good experience with eritrean or ethiopian food um i remember this is university now i'm the one with like with the trauma story so in university we had this, um, I think it was the, it wasn't the East African Association. I don't remember which it was, but I know like the university I went to had a very strong um, Ethiopian and Eritrean, actually more Eritrean presence, I think, than Ethiopian, if I can recall. And I remember that they were having an event, I think it was a book drive or something, around lunchtime, and they were selling food. It was injera and something. And it, it was not, well, for the record, it wasn't Sebi Bersen, but it was injera and a kind of stew. And I was like, oh, well, let me support this. Um, It's almost lunchtime. Let me just pay for this. And I was hungry, guys, like starving. I think I had like five bucks for the whole day left. (laughs) 
and I was yeah. like, okay, should I go and get man. pizza or Brooke's, should I? Broke students. Oh, that life, man. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, should I go and grab pizza or this food smelled amazing? Oh, actually, it does. It yeah. smelled yeah. so good. I was excited. I was like, okay, let me go and try this. And I took the injera and I dipped it in the sauce and I tried it and I tasted nothing. Hey. Wow. It's wow. real. It's a real wow. <laughs> I could not take. I was upset. Like, I, I don't know how to describe like, it. It was like, there was no taste. taste. You, did, you didn't taste anything. Like, tasteless not even tears. Tasteless, not even salt. Guys, it all ended in tasteless tears. Like, I couldn't Even your taste, taste your, your, your tears are salty. So maybe if you cried inside this. It would have been better. You cried inside this. Instead of wiping away the tears. So on my $5 down the drain, I was now hungry. I think it was like 1 o'clock. I was hungry and oh, I had a lamp. Broke students. Your five $5. Your $5 <laughs> is gone. So I was angry. So by the time I got to Eritrea, I was like, mm-hmm, this last year's food. But guys, I liked it a lot. The other reason why I wasn't expecting to like it so much was, I know, Yemi, you really like beans. I do. I'm more ambivalent. I'm not, I don't, I like it sometimes. I'm not really into it. So I just thought, well, it'll be fine. It's lentils. But I found it really creamy for some reason. I don't mm-hmm. know if you, it was very interesting. I think the texture of, because by the time you cook it for an hour, mm-hmm. the lentils have really softened. You can almost, there's almost no chewing to be done. I don't know if you noticed that. No, I didn't. Oh, you didn't notice that? No. Oh, okay. I like beans. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I thought that this was like mashed, like it was cooked. So it was almost like a thick stew. Oh, I did notice that. Hang on. I'm going to retract. I noticed it. It was a thing I did not like about it. Oh, maybe that's why you didn't. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because I, oh, yeah. See, yeah, it was the thing I didn't like because it looked like stew, mm-hmm. but it's supposed to be beans. Oh, so your taste buds are confused again. You've come again with your confused taste buds. Uh, someone needs to draw my taste buds, buds a roadmap <laughs> because my eye saw beans, but when I shook my hand inside and was taking <laughs> and taking it out, I was like, "Is this bread and stew or what?" <laughs> like, I, don't, I, I was not understanding. But it is, as I said before, it was very familiar. But I remember, hey, I remember that part. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I really, and funny enough, that was the reason why I liked it. Because for me, not really being a big on injera, I find injera too sour. And I find this was so creamy. It's almost like, if I want to describe a taste to you, again, we're talking about, imagine eating mashed up beans or mashed up lentils. Very it's, mashed up. It's not creamy. Small and then the spices, like the cardamom and the cumin, kind of make it a bit flavorful. There's no heat involved. It's not it's not peppery yeah, at all. But it's very savory. It's a very savory dish that is also creamy. And I find that that kind of masked the, the sourness of the injera for me. And so I, I liked it for that reason. Um, for some reason, though, when I first finished cooking, I didn't like it initially. I thought the cumin was too much. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of mellowed Settled. out. Yeah. yeah. So when I allowed it to kind of, you know flow, mellow, mellow within itself. Um, so I actually really, really liked it. Hmm. Okay. I think one of the advantages of us not like discussing our views on things before we meet up, mm-hmm. it's, it, it does keep it fresh and as a surprise. Because yeah. for me, I was like, yeah, this tastes, yeah, you know, I could, it's like beans, you know, that's cool. But the good thing about that, at least to me, is that it highlights the similarity of food across the continent. Because mm-hmm. even though it, technically it is not stewed beans mm-hmm. but to me it felt familiar enough mm-hmm. that it wasn't it didn't stand out or give any bad vibes or anything especially mm-hmm. because it's something i like so mm-hmm. it just felt except familiar. that it was more mashy than you would like it yeah to be. it's more mashy if it's me i will not allow it to cook plenty like that 
and I, my, need, I need my teeth to work okay i spend money on my dental i need my teeth to put in work are you one of those do you like like you, you like to struggle with your meat do you yes like i do oh my god that's like my if my meat and i have no foot uh, i'm not yet eating it i need my meat to be soft like succulent soft but the yeah other, like all these people that are like fall off the bone meat why are you falling off the bone i have need I sent my meat you, to fall off the have bone. have i sent you an errand no. To stay on that bone until I tell you to come out. I'm paying for the cooking time. You need to fall off the bone. Mm-mm-mm. Part of my payment is that my teeth and my mouth needs to. My is the only part that doesn't go to gym. That's the only work it does. Eat That's bone. the workout. Eat chicken bone is good for your teeth. No, no, let's not. Let's <laughs> <laughs> not be unfortunate. <laughs> um, but kind of writing off of what you said um, about how f- similar food can be, it's very interesting because lentils. You being Nigerian and being familiar with beans, we don't really cook a lot of lentils yeah. by default. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. here are these two different um, types of food, kind of from the same family. Yeah, they're they both legumes, right? Pretty, yeah. They taste pretty similar. And like what you said, because of that similarity, it kind of brings back childhood memories of maybe eating beans or something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Um, alrighty. And so we've told you about our dish from Eritrea and the ball is now in your court. Try some Sebi Bersen and let us know what you think on Instagram or on the blog. As always, thank you for listening. And we will meet up with you again in two weeks in Southern Africa. Stay safe and be kind. Thank you for listening, friends. As a reminder, the podcast is released every two weeks. Follow Tunuka Media on social media, including Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter to connect with us and be on the forefront of upcoming shows and program schedules. Links are in the show notes. Africa in My Kitchen is produced by Tunuka Media and co-hosted with 234 Pantry. So while on Instagram, follow my page, 234 Pantry, for more food-related content and fun facts about dishes and ingredients. Tunuka Media also produces another show called Overlooked, which I host, with more shows on the way. Like and subscribe, and if you learn something new, support the show by giving Africa in My Kitchen a high rating wherever you listen. This helps the show grow and gets more people, just like you, to learn also. So until next time, bye! bye.